Welcome to Managing Marketing, a weekly podcast where we discuss many of the issues facing media marketing and advertising. Today we're at the uh, Groucho Club in London and I'm sitting and having a chat with Sonu Singh, who's the Associate Editor of The Drum. Welcome, Sonu. Thank you. This is going to be great fun seeing that I've had many chats with uh, Darren every time he is speaking in London. But This is the first time we're doing a podcast, aren't we? Well, think of it as we're just having one of our usual chats, but now we're recording it for yeah. posterity. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the reason I wanted to record a podcast with you, Simon, is that you are, for me, a person that's got huge experience in trade media for media marketing and advertising. You know, you've, you've worked at most of the major um, industry brands yes. for um, publishing and also, I, I've really liked your approach to the stories you write in that you've got a, a view of the industry that is passionate about it but also maintains a sort of perspective on it that is not someone that's buried in, the, you know, you can see the wood for the trees. Well, that's a very polite way of saying what most people tell me, that's, uh, that I have no filters. So... <laughs> Well, okay, so, but, but it comes across as, you know, the stories are always insightful, that uh, you praise people when there's, you know, when there's things to be praising, and that, but you're also willing to flag things that are, you know, need to be questioned as well. Yeah, because um, as, as you said, I've, I've been around for almost, what, 20 years, two decades in this industry. Uh, when I started uh, at Marketing Week, um, uh, as a junior reporter, it was uh, very much news-led, a weekly magazine, trade magazine, that was all about breaking exclusive news stories. Uh, and I cut my teeth trying to break news stories, making sure we were the first to get to it. And then we we had this this um, uh, thing called um, the mini news analysis. Mm-hmm. So every single week, not only were we doing stories, we had to analyze the same story in about sort of 800, 900 words as to what really happened. So, you know, you write kind of 250 words on blah has has lost business or blah has moved from one one uh, brand to another. But also looking at the implications of that as well. And this is in a period where you were publishing. Yes. So there was the cycle. The traditional publishing, yeah, yes. And there was what, weekly? A, yes, a, a weekly. weekly magazine yes. was typical yes. for the industry. Yes. So that gave if you time, you still had time pressure, yes. but, you know, you could break a story, couldn't yes, you? Yes, we would. I still remember when we would sit on a story. So we, we as a marketing week, we used to publish on, um, we used to go to press on Tuesday nights. Uh, I spent, I think, almost about 10, 12 years not seeing Tuesdays. Because I would get in the office about 6.30, not get out till about 9.30, 10 o'clock, till we were putting the magazine to bed, sending it to printers. It would come out on Wednesday. But Wednesday meant that nobody would be in the office till about midday. and then Because everyone had worked late yeah, into so, the night. Exactly. So, so, and, and then Wednesdays would be, would be um, uh, long lunches, booze-fueled, going into Thursday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like a celebration that another week had been put aside and yes. now we're moving ahead. Yeah. 
I also remember, and, and uh, um, tell me if it was the same in London, but um, agencies would often pay to get the first copy, you know, as it came off the press, or or they'd have couriers waiting to come and pick up copies yeah, if there was new business opportunities yeah, and things like that. I, well, remember I started Marketing Week, which was more sort of brand-led, and agencies, I think we, we, we had an interesting relationship at the time with agencies because agencies didn't quite quite enjoy us as much because we were slightly prickly at the time. Mm. Um, and, and in fact, m- many of your listeners would probably remember us um, you know, at the time being this sort of prickly um, set of journalists who, who, were, um, uh, who were kind of sort of almost nipping at their heels and, and trying to break some of the worst stories possible uh, <laughs> about advertising because it yeah. was about brands and, you know, brands were better in advertising agencies not as as much i think that that was a relationship but of course there was there was campaign which was really the industry bible mm-hmm. um and of course I've, which I, you've worked there i have worked i have i am very proud to say i i, I love the people i still love the love the magazine uh, um and and a lot of things about it um uh so i i i have i have deep affection not just for the industry but particularly for the 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 trade um press as well because as you said I have worked almost at all the the big ones. And I think that's an important role for the trade press. I mean, yeah. you know, in democracy, um, journalism, yeah. the media, is yeah, yeah, seen yeah. as the fourth pillar, yeah. the fourth estate, yes. you know, that holds uh, the judiciary and the government yeah. accountable. But even in an industry as, you know, important in a way, yeah. because it changes behaviours, it, yeah. it shapes opinions, yeah. um, it also is inv- a huge investment. I mean, you know, in the UK, this expenditure on media marketing and advertising would be in the billions of yeah, pounds. Yeah. Do you think that's yeah you know, the justification for why trade journalism, trade media, has a important role? Well, trade media has an important role anyway for any any trade. We're obviously talking marcoms here. It it needs something that that can interrogate it. Though I would say that the influence over the years has come down because, you know, as 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 a as a brand owner, or indeed, even as as an agency, so you know, you, you're running a business. So uh, a Unilever or WPP would be far. Um, almost impressed to have to have their sort of name splash across an FT mm. and say the drum, you know. So th- mm. that kind of there is there is that kind of comparison um, there, but also of course, because, yeah, yeah because one's business, one's, one's business, one's yeah. the category. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. If you can leap up out of your category yes. and be re- recognised or acknowledged, yes. yeah. I mean, of course, you don't want the headline that says share price falls yes, again. Of course, yeah. You know, yeah. you <laughs> would prefer a positive yeah, headline yeah. In, in FT. Yeah. But, yeah. And then that was, you know, that, um, there was a time when um, people would give you bad news uh, for online, as in, can you actually make it disappear because that <laughs> that would go online? Yeah. But if it were going in the magazine, so looking at the deadlines, they would give you positive news, and that went on for a, for a rather long time. But it has changed it, a lot, hasn't yes, it? Yeah. You know, the, the advent of the internet yes. uh, has changed timelines from yeah. weeks to uh, days, yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Newsletters, electronic yeah. newsletters. Yeah. Are, you know, I know uh, people that sit there waiting for the next newsletter yes. to see yeah. are they there or yes. not or yeah. is someone yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. And it, must, it must change the way 
that you approach the work of being it, a trade journalist? Yes, it, it, it has because I remember, you know, there, there, there also there wasn't any kind of shift work as such because you're a journalist and therefore you're a journalist 24-7. You, you never switch off. But, but, you know, the reason I mentioned shift work is you mentioned um, the uh, newsletters. And newsletters is such a good and, and a rather significant way of actually driving traffic because you, you almost have, because because there's so much content out there as journalists, we're producing so much. It's not just in terms of news, but there's opinions uh, that we want to sort of flag up, which might or might not have been written by us. There are analyses that we've done that we want to flag up. And then there's there's their sectors, um, then their trends. You know, so there are different things that we would like to talk about, but we need to tell you how to navigate amongst the sort of the, the plethora of content and the tsunami of content. And, yeah, I, I think the newsletters work, and the secret. You don't think I do think oh, the yeah. news work, but I think the secret to it is actually in the name, and that is news okay. letter, yeah, yeah. right? Because it is of the moment. It is. It yes, is yes, of the yes, time. Yes, you know? yes. So when it pops into yeah, someone's inbox, yeah. it's like oh. Yes. Yeah, I need to look at this now yeah. because yes. it is news. Yes, and which is why. So, so for instance, you know the, the fact that refinery and vice are, are, are merging, or the the, the yes, takeover. Yeah, takeover yeah. is taking place, or uh, Tabula taking over, acquiring Outbrain. I mean, those are those. That's news of the moment, and of course, all of us is kind of pinging your newsletters about it. But then everyone is writing it. The when that matters most, and and you know for for our industry is especially now because news has become such a commodity because you don't really care who's working it first because if you if you know you you have so many newsletters that you every each one of us has subscribed to, you you want to know a bit more about what does that acquisition mean. You know, what does it impact? What what is it going to mean, say, in the next 10 years? What is the long-term plan of that business coming together? And as journalists, if we are able to do that, get the exclusive, get the interviews, get, you know, be able to sort of ring around the industry and, and get a piece together, I think that's, that's the most exciting bit yeah. now uh, to do. It's changed, though, the role of the magazine, the printed yes, magazine. Yes. And, and not every um, trade publisher yeah. Yeah. has print. Some of them have come into the market yeah. purely with an online presence. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, in the case of The Drum, you've got a magazine. Monthly. And then you've got your online. Yes. And the two have very different roles, they, don't they? They do have different roles. And that's the, the Drum magazine is almost kind of showcasing what as the drum we, we can we can we can bring to you as as readers um yeah well just so that the the listeners don't forget we are sitting in the groucho so there's there's lots of clinking of glasses in the background lots of, lots of drinking going on <laughs> um we are participating as well but um uh, but but yes the um it's it's almost a signpost to the drum the magazine uh, and the magazine is is monthly but we also don't put any date or stamp um, on it anymore because the the co-founder and the editor-in-chief Gordon Young he has quite an interesting uh, vision of where, where where he he wants to take the drum and the magazine because the magazine's all themed yep we're looking at some of the big trends that happen every year or about to happen so we like to do a deep 
deep dive, not only sitting in the UK, because we've got offices in, in, in Singapore, in New York, in mm. Glasgow and, and London. It's got so, a great footprint. It, we it? do have great, it's, and, which is quite interesting because as a team, we come together for, for, for the magazines and you get um, highlights from each of the different regions as to yeah. what might be happening, whether it is marketing to kids, whether it is an immigration issue, which was, again, a really, really well-received issue around the, the whole uh, immigration debate in different parts of the world as to what is happening, what does it mean to be an immigrant. And then we've got the truth issue, which is the latest one that guest edited by Rankin, the photographer. Um, and, and I think what we So that's actually, I've seen a, a copy of it. Yes. And it's terrific. It is terrific, yes. I, it had a, 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 it was in the drum art direction style. Yes. As in, yeah, as we're a still format. Involved, yeah, yeah. We're still but involved, it yeah. had a edge yes. to it that yeah. was very him. Yes. You know, yes. Which was interesting. Yes. That it has that flexibility yes. to be able to be on brand, yes. the drum brand, but still allow that uh, that sort of his personality and yes, creativity. And I, and exactly, because I think he's 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 a creative man. Yeah. He's he's worked with with the industry, knows the industry, and therefore he knows the rhythm, mm. and and he obviously understands. You know, some something of the publishing uh, world as well. He he, he, he he did because obviously he, he has his own set of editorial directors. He's he's just starting up an agency um, with Richard Pinder. Yep. Uh, so uh, he he has he has his pulse on mm. the industry, and and it, yes, and which is the reason why the the, the magazine is. is Mm. how it should look like and what it, it does look like. So going back to the newsletter versus the magazine, yeah. it'd be fair to say, you know, like on a daily basis you go Accenture bought Kamaram. Yes. And then another day someone else merges. Yes. And then on another day yeah. it's some other yeah. merger or acquisition. The magazine would be the ultimate opportunity to then see, well, what do all these mergers and yes. acquisitions yes mean in the short, medium and yes, long term yes, for the industry. Yeah. And that's something you can't do in a, in a sort of daily news context. No. And I also think just putting them online yes. doesn't in some ways, and maybe I'm just old-fashioned, but it doesn't give it the same Snap. import. <laughs> yeah, the same import yeah. that having it actually printed into a journal has. Yeah, and that's a, so at the drum, uh, we don't put the entire magazine online anyway. Yeah. So you need to have a subscription to the app to be able to consume the entire magazine um, digitally. Um, but also, uh, the, you know, the, the magazine, I, I suppose I would say that the magazine smells different and looks very, very different to, to online anyway. Um, but also it allows all of us as journalists to spend a bit more time. And I would like to think that, you know, there are times when um, people, uh, you know, from the industry obviously have asked me, um, we are pitching um, on a kids brand. I remember you guys did something um, around marketing to kids. And yes, we did. So we have a few and, copies. And it's a resource. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's, that's a, which is, which is the idea behind that sort of resource is that you you are able to explore it slightly more than what, say, less than 24 hours would allow you to do um, and get more of the industry involved and therefore have wider debates. Mm. Um, what are some of the other ways that the being online yeah. have it has impacted the way you go about reporting? 
Um, I think being online also there is, uh, well, there's more personal belief, I think, but there's also this, this seems to be this um, desire, indeed the need to continue to, to, to fill it up right. with stuff. Because it's unlimited. Yes, and and it's it's almost like you know, without thinking of the behaviors of people, as if there are people from the industry who are sitting and looking. Oh my God! It hasn't been refreshed in the last two minutes. <laughs> uh, oh, it's stale. <laughs> it's, it, and 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 I and I don't think it is like that because none of us go to any website thinking. Oh my God! That when was the last yes, time? Yes, yes, it was refreshed. Except yeah. some that you noticed that yes. the material's two years old. Yes, but for a, a yeah. for a journal, yes. for a, a, a um, we are newsletter. Yeah, yeah, we are newsletter. You know, and yeah. and I'm talking about all the trade uh, yeah. publishers. There is this. There always seems to be this fear that we are not updating enough. Mm. Um, and that, to me, I think is is slightly troublesome mm. because um, what we haven't been allowed uh, for us is to have the resource to be able to to yeah. deliver that continuity of, of, of refreshing every millisecond, nanosecond, whatever it is. Well, one of the things I hear from lots of journalists is that there's just not enough resources. So it's a constant balance between doing... A, lots of stories yeah. or doing stories well yeah. and which are the ones that are going to really engage yeah. people. Because one of the things I do think about the online publishing yeah. is that it, it does give you a freedom to write the story as deep or as short as you like, in yes. a way, yeah. because in the old magazine, the newspaper days, yes, too many little stories, stories and yeah. it looked like a mess. Yeah. So you'd often see paragraphs yes. almost reproduced over and over again yeah. just to fill it up. Yeah. But you can actually write what I'd call a snack piece. Yes. Or you could write something that's more in-depth if yes. the story justifies yeah, yeah. it. Which, which is what I think most of us do anyway, So which is, you know, online is not just news stories. It is a mix of anything from op-heads to um, analytical pieces. And even in analytical pieces, you can have shorter uh, analyses or longer analyses. Um, so, yeah, there, I think there's, there's you can mix and match as, um, as much as you possibly can. And, of course, there's sponsored content. But, you know, coming back to your, to, to your, your point about resource and how we, we uh, and we all tend to have that uh, big challenge is not Every, having... Everyone. Everyone, yes. And globally. Uh, yes. It's not just London. Yes. It's yeah. everywhere it, in the world. It is. Yeah. Because the, the scope of what we're doing has has um, widened so much but um, but it's we are not getting the same kind of advertising for instance you know so the business model which was predicated on having display ads or having full page ads I mean that doesn't exist and the subscription model doesn't exist because you know you're, you're not a weekly anymore you're either monthly sometimes you know some quarterly for some um, of the trade uh, publishers as we know they don't even have a magazine or, or produce yeah. twice twice a year or something like that so that's, that's a change in the business model yes. well no, the business model stayed the same. Yes. It's advertising or it's subscription. Yeah, yes. As primarily around publishing. Yes. I mean, there's people that have gone off and they start doing lots of events and lots of added values and are finding other ways of generating revenue. Yes. Yeah? yeah. That is 
not core to no. journalism. No. But is an extension of it. It is. Yeah, right? It is. Then, then there's also the issue of if you print something, yeah. people perceived it as having an intrinsic value because it existed. Yes. And then if it's online, we've almost trained the world that everything online is free because yeah. we see the struggles yes. yeah. people have with yeah. pay, you know, other publishers have with yeah. paywalls. Yeah. Yeah. And news yeah. in some ways has become commoditized yes. because yeah. there's lots of people doing news. And the same news. Yeah, and yeah. it's hard to, it's much harder and more valuable doing that in-depth analysis. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that gives people insight into yes. what's actually happening. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the, it's it's not just the 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 business model, but it's also the the way the industry uh, has changed and, and the uh, format. format has changed. Yeah. Um, but and it's not just the events. I remember you haven't mentioned the word awards. Ah, yes, uh, awards. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's that that uh, uh, we. You know, and, and when I say we, I mean collectively, everyone in this space, we all knew that this was another uh, money spinner that makes money. Um, and I suppose that the big challenge as a journalist is that that um, distinction between church and state and where does it fuse and when does it fuse and how much arm's length can you keep one away from the other. Um, it's not as sacred. Um, I suppose, uh, you know, is 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 there is there an extent to which you can kind of almost sort of, you know, how, how long is a piece of string? I suppose. See, I think the events yeah. create opportunity for content and reporting. Yes. If yes. there's interesting things actually being presented, yes. which is the key to success of any event. Yes. You know, if the event's interesting, people will pay to go along. The awards is is more questionable yes. in a way yes. because, you know, I know markets where there's three or four different awards yeah. and there could be three or four different agencies that are all agency of the year yeah. and it starts to become, well, what's the relevance yes. of that yeah. from either a industry point of view yeah. or a journalistic point of view? Yeah, I think, I mean, journalists don't really care much about awards. Awards really is about... Um, as journalists, I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, no, you're uh, interested yeah, from an industry it, it, perspective from, who's doing yeah, good work yeah. or who's perceived. Yeah, but also, also I think that there, there needs to be this, this uh, need to champion the industry. And yeah. awards is a fine way of doing it where, you know, I as the drama, I as the campaign, I as marketing week. So, you know, yeah. we, we would like to champion you as an industry. So, you know, therefore we are awarding you. So, and okay. agencies love it. Yes, the, you know yeah. the, the more awards there are, yeah. if they're relevant, yeah. if they're prestigious, yeah. then the more agencies yeah. will enter because yeah. you know one of the things is that it's a way of attracting talent. Yes, yeah, yeah. more than anything yeah. else, you yeah. know, agencies that are constantly being acknowledged and recognised yeah. are more likely to attract the yeah. good talent. Yeah, and you only have to see the people who are on every single jury. Uh, they are the ones who are seeking the next new job as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so it works both ways. True. Uh, going back to um, we were talking about for, you know, the format, the online format, it's, it's the other thing that interests me is, you know, we hear all the time in advertising how people are getting shorter and shorter attention spans. Yeah, and yes, no, it's not bloody true. I have a thirteen-year-old boy, and no, that's that's such a well uh, misnomer. I mean, you must have, you know, 
so everyone quotes that bit of what's now been pointed out yeah. to be flawed research yes. that human beings now have an attention span oh. shorter than a goldfish. Oh, that's just right. Nonsense. And and it's so it's so nonsense. But it also there's other things going around like you know that uh, news articles shouldn't be online shouldn't be more than five or six hundred words yeah. that uh, people won't read in depth. Yeah. What's your experience? About? Well, there was because I think we all we all went through that quartz graph. Um, I don't know if you remember. There's a, there's a U graph which talks about anything between 500 and I think 700. I should know this, but because um, I'm one of those old school journalists who has been taken to 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 um, learn data and look at data, kicking and screaming almost. So. Uh, uh, might need to check this, but there, there was there was a graph that came out uh, uh, from Quartz a couple of years ago when they first started mm-hmm. as to what should be the the um, the most effective way. Uh, how many words would you write? If it's 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 five hundred or less, people wouldn't really pay attention. If it's between five hundred and seven hundred, people would just not not look at it because it's just not interesting. It's neither here nor there. So it, it needs to be either either short, short, or it needs to be long. Mm. Um, but I think we we uh, and I think all of us we are all um, and I'm not just talking about the trade press, but I think the press in general, online, we are all trying to experiment with different formats with different length but I think it is so true of anything of any kind of content not just just um, uh, content produced by journalists is if it is if it is good it doesn't really matter if it's 345 words or 3,000 and 75 words it will get consumed do, do you remember the uh, when uh, ads started, they started talking about six-second ads yes. because oh, people yes. don't watch 30-second yes. ads. Yes. Um, and, and it's because they don't have the attention span. I did a big bloody feature on it and I was still not convinced. <laughs> well, because then Netflix drops the latest 10-part, uh, yes. one-hour series yes. and people sit there for 10, ten hours yes. on the weekend yeah. binge-watching yeah. 10 hours of video. Yes. So you'd have to say the question is not whether they have a short attention span no. or whether yes. the content just exactly. didn't justify them even Absolutely. committing you, six seconds exactly. to it. Exactly. If you're feeding me fucking rubbish on my, my phone, yeah. you know, I'm not going to watch it even for, for a second, let alone six. You're right. But, it, but anything that really interests me and grips me, yeah. you know. So, Sonia, you mentioned a minute ago that, you know, you're a journalist that was taught about data, data, data. <laughs> and so does that, because it must be amazing getting that sort of feedback yes. in people's behaviour. Yeah. You because know, when you're writing something and yeah. then it gets uh, put into artwork yeah. and then it goes to the press, yeah. even on a weekly cycle, yes. you don't get that real-time feedback. No, you might get people yeah. saying to you, oh, that oh, was a great yes. article. Yeah. But to actually see in um, data on what people are reading, how much time they're spending on there, that type of thing must be fascinating. It is. In helping you sort of craft your storytelling in journalism. It it really does. And um, fascinating is is a good word to use because I am completely and utterly surprised sometimes what people read. read. (laughs) Because you almost have to think, oh, my fucking God. 
I really want you, you to read something else, but the, and and the the thing that you actually read it, you, you so shouldn't be reading. <laughs> um, that, that puff piece. Yeah. <laughs> and look at this in-depth, and I slave for days, weeks to do this. Why don't you understand? This is so much more important. But that type I, of thing. but I, I think you're so right. And and as an all-school journalist, I think the that is so important to kind of try and change my behaviour. <laughs> as well yeah. uh, I mean I, I I really have to congratulate myself sometimes but clearly no one else would to, because I'm still standing after 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 two decades and doing you know something I still enjoy clearly uh, but well, my you wouldn't God. do it if you didn't you know enjoy the industry yeah. the challenges yeah. the changes yeah. You know. yeah if it got boring you'd be no, finding it's, it's something else yeah. not boring you yeah. know, the B word doesn't come anywhere no. anywhere near it um, but but I think that that kind of shift mm. that I see when I compare myself to the younger journalists as well, that's quite um, fascinating as well because their behaviours as journalists are so much so much more different. And I, I and, you know I know I, I said that the influence of of of, um, of trade magazines, trade publishers is waning. I think there is an element of that. But I am pretty, pretty uh, confident that, especially with the with the the, the younger, the better journalists, um, the the brighter sparks that we have in the industry, there is going to be a fundamental shift as to how they look at things, mm-hmm. the things that they question, um, and it's not just the journalists. I think the industry uh, mm-hmm. as well. Um, I did a panel a couple of months ago with these twenty-year-old marketeers who just sort of started in the system. Um, and it, it was it was something sort of talking about you know how how they would behave if they were um, to be senior marketers or CEO for the day. Yeah. And I I went along saying oh, whatever you know what would they what, <laughs> what would, would they yeah. what would they know? But I came back uh, you know I, I was put in my place um, okay. you know more than once. <laughs> Well, that's that's uh, very good of you to acknowledge that. But also, you know, they fundamentally do think and behave differently to how we would because, you know, they, they are the consumers that most mm. brands and most agencies are wanting to talk to. Yeah. Um, and, and therefore, they already are showing behaviours which are different. And therefore, I think that's that's got to be um, good for, for us and the industry. Well, and the thing that I've always admired about journalists, a journalist, is that they have the same curiosity that makes great, great journalists have the same curiosity that makes great creative people, but they have totally different uses of that curiosity. Like there's this sense in journalism that it's about the curiosity to get to the sort of the core of yes, the story yeah. and, and what makes it stand up, yes, you know, and yeah. be a good story. Yeah. Whereas creative people, it's the, the curiosity to really understand something so yeah. they can then communicate it in the most powerful yes. and persuasive yeah. way possible. Yeah. There are skills in both of those. Yes. One of the things that is part of journalism is sub-editing and headline writing. Yes. And I've noticed the industry, and not just trade journalism but all journalism, the death of the great uh, sub-editor headline. Yeah, God, I I cry my eyes out most days because I I love 
um, good headline uh, writing. Clever. 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 Yeah. And, and uh, some of the best journalists I worked with have been some of the best headline writers as well uh, because they, they, they know how to play with, with language. And I think that's very important if you are writing a headline. However, the way, the, the way search works on, on <laughs> Good old SEO. Oh, the Google algorithm. Yeah. Search and, and, algorithm. Oh, that, that drives me fucking mad because it, it, you just have to sort of tell the whole bloody story explain the whole thing put all the words that can that matter it's uh, so it gets it, picked the, up when it, someone yes, searches and 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 so the the, the whole um yeah, i think that the whole thrill of yeah, writing and i think enticing the reader to mm. come to it and 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 to read it that that has gone away um online uh, um, uh because of search the because need to search. be able yes. to be found yeah. Through the search engines. Um, yes, and and obviously you know the we we can talk all day about clickbaits and things like that. But I think sort of especially um, in in trade journalism, the art of writing headlines. I I can remember nights just just writing, rewriting, redoing uh, because you had you know X number of words only. Yeah, and they because they needed to fit on, on, on a page. And and I think that the thrill of being able to play with, with words yeah. like that, I mean, that's that's definitely gone, but with, with, uh, I with sound like an old But the, the purpose part. of that was to actually, in a way, ignite the imagination yes. of the reader yeah. so yes. that they wanted yeah. to know more. Yeah. I mean, one of the best... Uh, 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 philosophies about writing that I was ever told. A, a very good writer called John Box. Yeah. He said to me, every sentence should reward the reader but leave them hungry for yes. the next sentence. Yes. And, I, and I thought, well, that's yeah. clearly someone that uh, knows how yes. to write. Yeah? Which is why. And sets that as a challenge. Yeah, for which himself. is why some, you know, some that, some, and I'm not just talking about books and of course some of the best books, but also some that, some of our more um, favorite writers. Um, you you read them and then you you want you are almost slightly upset that it's yeah you've got it, to the end over. of the yeah, article or the end of the book yeah. or the, yeah. yes and and you you want and you're hungry for more and you want to read that writer more uh, and I think that as as a skill probably in in our industry I would say it is definitely on the way because okay. um, they're not as many writers. I would like to read. I, I, I'm not naming names. I, no, I, on, uh, I know a handful think, of writers. Do that you think I would part like of that read. is the um, demands? Because good writing takes time. Good writing does take time, and yes, there is. I mean, one of the things that I worry about most is the fact that I don't write enough, uh, or I write a lot of shit. <laughs> I do write a lot of shit. Uh, well, you write a lot. Well, so no, the percentage I, I, of it that no, no, shit I, is. I, no, no, I, I do, I do, I do produce a lot of bile. I think uh, most of the times, because of the demands and the pressure of time. Yeah. Um, but a lot of us have to do it, and 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 to be actually be able to write, there's very little time. But um, yes, they, yeah. yeah, and and that's one of the issues. That is that is yeah. an issue. 
to be able to rewrite and rewrite something. And well, just, you don't always have to rewrite. No, but, but crafting it. Yeah, crafting Having the it. chance. Yeah. You know, that's what's called the yeah. craft of copyright. Also, remember, we're working in, in the creative industries, and in the creative industries, the very journalists who are sort of both not just celebrating but interrogating the industry as well to not have, you know, literally uh, a flood of writers who who have that kind of skill mm. to be able to craft a story and um, I think that sometimes it slightly worries me mm. uh, as, as a journalist because uh, you have to remember not all journalists are good writers some journalists are really good um, at um, sniffing out a story yeah. they've got a good nose uh, for yes. a story they might not be the best writers in the world yeah. which is the reason why we used to have sub-editors because they used to make us <laughs> look good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> used to make us look good all the time um, but there are there are some some journalists who are just some of the most they have some of the most delicious writing yeah. that you can savour um, yeah mm. So what's your uh, feeling about the outlook? Because we've talked about some of the challenges. Yeah. You know, there has been a huge shift in format. Yeah. There's a, a broadening of the subject yeah. matter. There's a diminishing of the sort of business support for, oh, yes. uh, for trade journalism. Yes. You know, there's not the advertising revenues no. there were. The subscription yeah. model is struggling. Yeah, uh, and, doesn't and, exist. And yet I think we, we both agreed earlier that it is, you know, it's essential to have a healthy, you know, vibrant yeah. uh, jur- you know, industry journalism. So what's what's the view? What's kind of, you know, what- I, I mean, I, yeah, I wish I were Mystic Meg at this point in time. So, but I'm, oh, I'm, Let I'm, me I'm, get you my <laughs> crystal ball when you can stare into it. Yeah, I wish. Um, but I, it's, it's not quite the outlook. I, I um, you know... If, be, being a slightly curmudgeonly journalist, I, I still am very optimistic. Um, and But I think that one of the things that probably we are not asking enough of the industry is the, the support from the industry, i.e. Uh, put their money where the mouth is, where there is a need and demand for commercial support from the industry if they still want a, a, a healthy, a robust um, trade uh, press that looks at the industry, talks about mm-hmm. the industry um, on an ongoing basis. Champions uh, the industry. Yeah, of course. There, there is a huge role for that. There is a role to, to celebrate the, the people because, you know, as, as we were talking, it is about people and personalities. Um, and, I, and I think that almost needs to be... Uh, that conversation needs to happen a bit more. I don't think um, a lot of us are having those conversations mm. at the moment. Of course, you know, as journalists, we understand that there's consolidation mm. in the market and all of that. And, and, and as you and I know, brands never kind of supported commercially, that is, the the, the trade press. It was always the media owners and, and the agencies. That's that's kind of diminishing a little. Mm. But whether the, the model is in events or a magazine or online, it's still fundamentally the same. That is mm. a production of content. Yeah. Uh, but someone and has information. To, yes. Yeah. And and but someone has to support it. Someone has to pay yeah. for it. And and who pays for it? And and I think we need to, to continue to ask that question yeah. of yeah. the industry. Yeah. That do you, do you still want a trade press that continues to do? You know. Uh, and, and have the purpose that we set up for. That's a great question because we've run out of time. Uh, 
Sonu Singh, thank you very much thank for uh, coming to the Groucho Club, <laughs> uh, persevering through the loud noise, the drinking, the talking in the background to share with us <laughs> your uh, story thoughts. Story of my life. Well, the, <laughs> the story of, uh, you know, trade journalism and, and I think the important role it does have. Um, you know, if we don't have a healthy uh, industry, um, then, you know, everyone suffers. But uh, one last question before we uh, finish up, and that is, of all the stories that someone else has broken, which is the one that you most wish was yours? Mm-hmm.